0: Hello and welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I am Adam Tarnow and I'm joined today by John McGee. John, how are we doing today?
1: Hey brother, it is great uh, to have you again. You're like, you went on a drought, we couldn't find you anywhere and now we just... Now you can't get rid of me. Well, you said it, not me. All right. (laughs) But here we are. Here we are again. Uh, And we're here to discuss... A statement, a little offhanded statement that you made, uh, yeah. couple, which you make a lot of those. I um, do. So you don't even know which one I'm going re- to refer to. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you hit me the other day and you said, hey, I think we've been making too much about this whole leadership thing. Yeah. And just like so provocative, over overstatement, just classic you. So
0: crazy. <laughs>
1: and yeah. uh, and so we talked to you and said, yeah, I think we were making too much about leadership And not enough about teams. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, shoot, that is, uh, I'm going to have to rename this podcast now. (laughs) Everything I've got. What
0: would we call it? Is it the Watermark Church Team Podcast? Like, that just just doesn't doesn't, have the same role. Yeah, we'd have to. uh, to uh, I
1: need this statement not to be true for the sake of this podcast. (laughs) So, um, so. It was good it was you know we, you and I had a conversation i've been thinking about it uh since then, uh but why don't you explain what you meant by um by that statement and then yep. we'll kind of frame up uh, the rest of the podcast? yeah,
0: so I think I pose it as a question you know of what if we've been making too big of a deal about leadership and when I say the word leadership here here's what I mean is this singular person right this this one person who has the title and There are so many books written to that one person. There's so many podcasts for that one person. There's so many conferences for that one person. So many YouTube videos for that person. So many classes that that one person... um, I mean, I think the most famous or one of the more famous leadership axioms I ever learned when I first started in kind of thinking about this space was John Maxwell's Uh, everything. I mean, think about that. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And, and I, I wonder if we've like elevated this person, this leader to a position that is not really accurate. Like we're putting too much emphasis on the one and we're neglecting reality and reality is very few things get done with one person or by one person. It really is all about the team. It's really about teams. And uh, so that's where I was like let's talk about this. This would be great to just hit record and talk about this because I'd love to know your thoughts on it. Cause this is everybody who's listening. This is what happens in my relationship with John. I'll throw a statement out there and then he, uh, he helps me think through it and then I go, Oh, I was totally wrong. Yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting for you to tell me I
1: was wrong. Well, on let's this. put a comma right there. Uh, have I ever told you my John Maxwell story? No, I only have one. So, uh, <laughs> But uh, I can't believe like we ever talked about John Maxwell on no. this podcast? We, okay. There's so, like
0: been 70 episodes of a leadership podcast. How do you know? i have no idea. This.
1: So uh I am, I bet I am 23, 24, probably 24 years old. And so John's like at the top of his game. He is the guru, fills up stadiums, those kind of things. And I'm at a am uh, at an event and and I just go up to him and just cause I'm, you know, uh young and brash, and I walk up to him and and I don't remember exactly how I framed it, but it would have been something like this: hey. Uh, if you just had like one thing to say to me, you know, as a, I don't even know what a young leader or whatever it was, if you just had one thing. And so, um, he like, he, he paused for a second and he looked, looked away and came back. And I like, I had the sense like this was going to be, you know, a trajectory changing moment in my entire life. And he looked at me and he goes, leadership is the lid, uh, of your ministry. And I thought I've heard you say that a hundred times. Like that, <laughs> you say that chapter you. three. <laughs> you say that in twenty-one years. I, I was looking loss. for some some different stuff. And uh, is that is that in irrefutable us totally is it? Yeah, there. So, yeah. Anyway, so I just got the author. So which is a great uh, maybe a great learning is when yeah. someone asks you something, just go back to the stuff you always say. Don't try to create anything <laughs> new. Right. And you'll sound really profound. So, so yeah. um, okay, but Maxwell. Uh, everything rises and falls on leadership. I think that uh, mentality has absolutely um, been first of all reflective of you know, let's say coming out of the 50s, war, yeah uh, you know generals, command, control, I think your grandparents, all of that. and there is something shifting. so you know we start emails sometimes bluff, you know bottom line up front yeah and, and so I'll just you know rather than burying the lead say you're right. I mm. really think you're right. Um, so it's not, I don't always say that. To no, you. you don't. So and so. <laughs> we're, we're kidding. It's not very contentious, yeah. but uh, yeah. So I think you're right. Mm. And I think then, I think then the point of this, you know, just a little short podcast is just to help people kind of think about uh, leadership and organizations and structure differently than they have been. Just kind of a a bit of a paradigm shift. Sometimes we'll do the five definitive things you need to know on a topic. And this as much as anything is, hey, you need to be thinking about this. You need to be talking about it um, with your teams. Uh, You need to be having these conversations. You need to be reading, learning, um, and kind of going to school on this, because this is what's coming, um, and you need to be ready for it.
0: Yeah, and those who are listening right now that are maybe just in the first five to eight years of their career, they're going to be nodding their head. Hopefully, I think they're going to be really excited, yep. you know, by this. This is going to be hopeful. I think those that have been 10, 15, yep. 20 years in their career, 30 years in their career, this could sound a little unsettling and I just I, but again, and that's why I keep going back to I think we've been talking about leadership in a way that doesn't reflect reality. Yep. And I think what you and I would both agree with as we're going to go through this, is teams are everywhere and teams are the way things get done. I mean, let's just, again, let's use the iPhone with Steve jobs. It was an idea, right? That, that was a good idea. Um, But that uh, the fact that they shipped it was not, that didn't rest solely on his shoulders, yeah. on Steve Jobs' shoulders. That's that right. was a team right. that came together to do the more remarkable thing, which was take an idea and ship it, right? Yep. that That's a more remarkable thing. I think we would see that this is true, in our, and I, I, it just would be hard to believe that any leader could be honest that their life really has not been marked by teams. I mean, I, I it just it just is true, I think. So I, I think what will hopefully have happened here is too, is just getting some of our language to catch up with reality on all of this. But let me just throw a few random thoughts out there as well that I think led to some of this. Um, in our culture right now, we're recording this in the spring of 2021. Hierarchies are becoming a four-letter word right uh and especially to Gen Z mm-hmm. and uh some of the research that's coming out about Gen Z right now i I really my my personal opinion if I had to uh, make a guess, I think this generation uh, their hallmark is, and is going to be equality uh that is a value of this generation and um and i I think there's a lot of good uh in that they they uh this is one of their high high calls and high values and so anything that remotely looks like uh, i'm above you you're above me or i'm below you anything like that i just think that generation that is starting to show up on the work on the work scene right now and show up they're in our churches they're in our organizations they're going to have some pushback against that. So we're going to have a group here that is just going to go, I don't know if I'm buying that hierarchy thing anymore. I don't know if you're better than me or I'm below you. And so I just think this is a reality that we're all going to have to be dealing with.
1: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think that Gen Z, I might say it another way, they want to contribute and not just applaud. And so your grandparents, they were so happy uh, to show up. And some guy at the top was in charge, which is really that classic leadership kind Mm -hmm. of um, model that you're talking about. This guy's in charge. He's telling us what to do, and uh, we figure out how to do it. And life just works. Everybody's happy, and they they were like they, yeah. the grandparents were great. And now I know I'm a cog in the machine. That's an overstatement, but like that's just how that's how we win wars. That's how we build countries. That's how we build corporations. That's how we build churches. I get it. Plug me in. Yep. And Gen Z just. A, I mean, that's a violent reaction. Yeah, to it's that. a visceral reaction right. against They're them. not going, yep. I slightly disagree. It's like, that's emphatically wrong. Okay. So you don't have to like that. You don't even, maybe even have to agree that's best. But what you do need to know as a leader is the ground is moving beneath your feet. And that's, mm-hmm. this is the point here. Yeah. Uh, they want to contribute, not just applaud or not just fall in line. And most, uh, most leadership training. Uh, up until you know recently, has been about that kind of command and control. And if there's any place, there's two places I would think um, that this you know command and control kind of um, you know structure uh, thinking happens. One would be in the military, and yep. the second one, the church. Absolutely, it's a church. It's the guy yep. up there who's preaching, and he gives us the vision. He tells us what to do, and we all uh, march in line as an outward expression of our love for God. And you always will need a point leader. I think always. Uh, but things are changing and what people want is different and the way people want to be led is different. Corporations are figuring this out. I think the church is probably lagging a little yeah. bit. They will. I think the church always figures. figure it out. They yeah. always do. Uh, but, but as a leader, you need to know uh, that's coming and ask yourself, you know, am I operating under a paradigm that would have worked really, really great in the 50s? problem is there's been quite a few calendar page turns <laughs> yeah. since then yeah. yeah
0: yeah i think life is more like a uh let's go sports here it's more like baseball than basketball i mean generally speaking in basketball one superstar can carry you pretty far even though that is a team you can still have a superstar and go pretty far and baseball's just not like that i mean you and i were chatting a little bit before we hit record on this i mean if if one superstar could could take a team to the world series in baseball then the angels should have won 11 world series because they have arguably had the greatest baseball player in the world in Mike Trout mm-hmm. on their team it's but they freak. haven't won they haven't won and and why because that's the way life is <laughs> you yeah. need a team of people not just one superstar yeah. right there at the top so i think we're all we're all like what we see in baseball is is just how interdependent the team is on one another um, and I think that's the way life is for us, and and that and again, I I think that's reality. I, I think that's the way it's been for a while. We maybe haven't talked about it that way, but we're all interdependent on one another. We all really, um, we we haven't made it to where we've made it because we're just generally awesome, and and there's something special <laughs> about us. We've got we've had people that have helped us. You and I were even talking about our own testimonies, right? Yeah. Like, oftentimes we'll attribute one person as like, oh, that's the person who led me to the Lord. But even if you start to think about how interdependent that one, like how did that person come to the Lord? And then, uh, what really influenced, maybe, maybe there was uh, one book they read that influenced this line of thinking. And then this teacher that influenced that line of thinking. And then that conversation with their friend, that all that went together in the way that they articulated the gospel. It's, it's all team, right? There's, yeah. there's multiple people. It's not just one person and we're all, we're all interdependent. It's more like baseball than basketball.
1: I was actually reading some research by uh, the consulting firm Deloitte, and they had done some research kind of about trends. And this is exactly what they said, uh, Adam: that the future is a um, is a network of interdependent teams. There you go. And so this whole you know command and control guy at the top who knows everything, always knows what to do, uh, can take us into battle, is being replaced by a network. Of teams. Yep. Uh, which it was just exactly what you said, not just a network of individuals, but also like think about an entire organization as these teams yep. that are working together. And you know, you talked about Apple. Um, if you could go back and read like the Apple, Apple lore, Steve, Steve jobs did some amazing things. He, he it truly, if, if, if by amazing, I mean sell a whole bunch of, you know, gadgets, he, he, and be creative. He was that. But it was the teams behind him and the teams sometimes that intuitively uh, didn't do uh, what he thought should be done. That's right. And uh, and there's there's a great story. Um, about the, the hard drive that they were developing, and Steve Jobs was positive they could do it, and and I and and, uh, just kept pressing them. And the um, researchers, like, or the uh, engineers, were like, it's not gonna happen. They went behind his back, went to Japan, um, worked out this deal uh, with uh, one of the Japanese, um, you know, hard drive companies, brought them even over, like, under cover of night, and they sneak them <laughs> into the office. They heard Steve Jobs coming. They shoved these Japanese engineers uh, in there, and it became clear that, you know what? Uh, we're not going to make the ship date. Uh, my plan is terrible, and they're like, "Hey, you know what? You would have fired us if we told you if we went against you, um, you know, before this. But uh, now that you're in a bind, you know, meet these guys out of the closet. <laughs> and They came back. And they had a plan, and so it was the team. It wasn't. It wasn't the individual. So even yeah. Apple, even even the ones. I think a lot of times we. Uh, the point being that we attribute this one solo genius. It's, it's not, it's never just not. And so don't, but we read that and we go, Oh man, I need to be more like, you know, that person. And it's just not true. And, uh, the way of the future for the church, for business, for schools, for any, any endeavor that matters is going to be teams. And if you're operating under or trying to become this command and control leader, I think your days are numbered. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's talk about some, so what? So I think, you know, most people are going, all right, that's some interesting thoughts on all that. Um, so what you had a great idea for what to do during your next team meeting. Go ask a question. What is oh, that? Oh yeah. So
1: I think you want to start a good fight. Um, you know, your next team meeting that you're with, ask this question. What's more important leaders or teams? Watch
0: and just, out. Yeah. I just see, just fun. see what
1: happens. Like, you know, and poke them, make them know pick a side and, yeah. and argue uh, to the death. And, and of course the answer is, well, they're both important. Um, but I think people will, um, if uh, those who are older are going to feel like they're supposed to say leaders, I think the younger ones won't. Um, but the the older ones probably still will know that it's not the right answer, but it's the one that they, um, should say. And then I think that'd be kind of a fun way to start a meeting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you had another good idea about the types of books that may be good to stop reading (laughs) potentially right (laughs) now. Before we
1: hit record, I was like, you know, I think, um, if, if this is a struggle, this is a growth area, uh, I would not read another World War II uh, book by a general. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> so I don't think that's what you need. And you need to be reading uh, books about team leadership and you need to be having conversations and reading, thinking, pondering, getting feedback around. Uh, not, was I able to stand in front of, of a room, cast a clear, compelling vision that everybody uh, was inspired by and yeah. knew exactly what to do. That's still, it's still always going to be a skill that you'll need. Um, but I would be, if, if I was already proficient in that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go try to, uh, uh, kind of get more learning thinking around that. I would be thinking a lot. I like, uh, intensely around this topic.
0: Yeah. And you would ask me about a book and one just popped into my mind, uh, culture code, Danny Coyle, I think, uh, it was great as he went and studied teams. He just went around to go, what makes these teams so good. He spent some time with the Spurs. He spent some time, uh, with all kinds of different organizations and put together some good thoughts on there. So that, that may be helpful. I I think a, so what, and this is when you laughed at me and you can make fun of me. I think, uh, it would be good for a leader to conduct an interdependence audit. An au- How Why? does that sound?
1: <laughs> Such an accounting nerd. Why does everything have to be an audit? Because what, what is audits that? are important. it They're sounds serious. It sounds hard and expensive. What What do you even no, mean? No, it's
0: not hard and expensive. It, it just goes back to this idea of, of what has been real and what is reality in your life. And, you know, there's so many different ways we can tell the story of our life and the way we can tell um, our testimony or just our, our professional journey, our leadership journey, all that. And I think going back and thinking about your life and just writing down how dependent have you been on other people and how much have you needed other people? So that's where I said this interdependence audit where you're going to go back and go, I want to think about, uh, and, you know, and it'll go back to to parents and teachers and high school coaches and people in your youth group growing up and in your small group in college and pastors and I think when you start to do this, you start to recognize that there is just this army of people behind you that helped that God worked through those people to help always. you become who always. you are uh, I think also if you were to look back on and, and i'm I'm gonna steal some of your thunder here uh, when you look back on professionally what have been some of your personal highlights professionally most of the time it involves doing something with a team always and um and so I just think when you start to do that, you're gonna start to go this has been true. So again, yes, the, the ground is shifting below us, but I think this is encouraging. This isn't a reason for us to be nervous if we've been out of school longer and maybe we have a, a title as a leader. Uh, this is not that somebody's going to try to knock you down. This is just a new way to frame up what has been true in your life. And I think it then can impact your language and the way that you talk. Uh, it's not my team or, um, yep. or it's, it's us. It's, uh, we did this, not I did this. This was our idea. Um, there are, it's just some of that simple little pronoun usage can go a long way to remind yourself that, Hey, I cannot do this by myself. This has been an us thing, not a me thing.
1: It's awesome. Uh, so yeah, I think it's more fun. Uh, I think it's more effective. I will bet if you look back, uh, on whatever you pulled off, that was amazing. Um, it always involved a team. Like I've I've done nothing of true substance by myself. Yeah, Anything I've done that's, you know, has been helpful at, at any kind of scale has always involved teams. So it just makes sense. Uh, I'm thinking about employee engagement, which is like the buzzword for organizations. Yeah. That, I mean, the people will pay, you know, obscene amounts of money. If I can just get employees to be engaged with well, like, this is how you do it. You don't get employee engagement by drawing out um, a, a pyramid, um, you know, and saying, I sit here and I'm gonna tell you guys what to do. That's the way you kill it. Yep. But you know, a, a, a network of teams, interdependent teams. That's how you get yeah. engagement. And so, literally, it could be it's it would be more than an org chart. But your org chart could look like circles rather than a giant pyramid. Yeah. And so, like, think about that as a leader. Yeah. Draw, take your org chart out and start drawing circles rather than this, you know, command and control uh, hierarchy. And think about ways that you can get them to be uh, uh, networked together, not these different silos that report back up to that's the, right. uh, the general. That's And I think, I think you'll not only be more effective, I think you're going to have a lot of fun. And even if you don't, everyone else will, and you'll see a lot more smiles, a lot more energy. And you need to be thinking about this as a leader.
0: Yeah. Maybe this is the title of our book, John. The shape of leadership really is a circle, right? Uh, Or the shape of the future is going to be a circle. And I think for leaders, it's just to remember, you know, like a circle literally has no beginning, no end. You are a dot on that circle, and uh, you are no better or no worse than anybody else on that circle. And you guys all need each other. And if you play the role or have the title of a leader, and this is what all leaders know this is the leaders that email us or reach out to us, or ones that you talk to at CLC, or the ones that I talk to in my business. They're all sitting there just going, This is more of a burden than it is a privilege, anyway, right? And so, uh, if you do have that title, it doesn't make you better. You're just serving the team in a particular way. You have to do a few things. You maybe have to do performance reviews, or maybe you've got to hire and fire. You've got to move people around. That is a burden, but you don't have that burden because you're better. You have that burden because for some reason, that's just the role you're playing on that team. And so, uh, again, another quote that I heard years ago, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I'm just their leader. Um, that I remember hearing that 10 years ago going, that sounds so different. Um, but the older I get, and the more I think about this, I'm like there may be something to that that is a that's a great mindset to have. I'm not the best person. Uh, in this group right now. I'm just their leader and, uh, and I'm going to try to serve them and play my role the same way I want everybody to play their role. And I think together we're going to go
1: accomplish some pretty awesome stuff. That's great. Well, I think that just the point of this was just to think, uh, sometimes we try to give the answers we're not, uh, but just asking you to evaluate your, your leadership. And one of the, I love, that's a great way to land. Hey, uh, this might actually be in some ways easier. Yeah. Uh, it's easier to sleep at night if there's uh, a team that's fully engaged. Now, it'll take some time if they're used to just showing up and, and watching you uh, be smart and applauding you, and you you walk in on Monday and say, guys, we're not doing that anymore. It's it's not like uh, by Tuesday everything changes. It's going to take some time. You have to celebrate uh, a new culture. You're going to have to kind of talk about collaboration and, and all those kind of things. But if you stay at it, I think that you... Uh, you can have a lot of fun and, and so will uh, everybody else. And you know, I, I mean, not to Jesus juke here, but um, it's so interesting to me that when God chose to show up here on earth, he uh he chose to walk around uh with the team. Yeah, And I just go, man, I don't know that I would do that. You know, what a <laughs> yeah. what inefficient, what a gloriously inefficient. I mean, these guys were knuckleheads. It's the way that he led, and it's the way the Trinity relates to each other. So, mm. if anybody should get this, it should be us. One hundred percent, right? The whole giftings, like the theology of gifts, and it, like, yeah. we, that's that's like this is our what we should be so. Fluent yeah, I think in. Paul
0: has an entire chapter in First Corinthians I, I, devoted to kind, this kind, concept. It's kind right, of
1: a, kind of a big deal. Yeah. So, um, anyway, <laughs> but think about that. Uh, ask what you know. Uh, how your leadership could could shift? Uh, what do you need to shore up? What skills do you not have? What thinking? Ask your those around you. Hey, is it fun to be on a team with me? Do you? What's great? What's hard? Uh, what would make this? You know, what would increase your engagement and joy here? Yeah. Uh, how can we be more effective? How could our teams? I think it's the bigger idea is even getting other teams to work together, not just creating a team, but creating an organization of teams uh, with an S uh, that work together. I think is going to be the future. We need to be thinking about this, especially if you want somebody uh, under, you know, under 30 working in your place. That's
0: exactly right. All right. Well, have those conversations with your team and then do this. Email us. Let us know how they went. If you have any other questions or comments on today's episode, you know how to get in touch with us. You can send us an email at clp at watermark.org. That's all we got for today. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you again next time.